Hello and welcome to Grace Life Duras. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray that this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Today I'm going to speak about the reality of God's love in our lives. The relationship with God and His love, there are two of the first things we can experience on as we receive salvation on this side of eternity. We don't have to wait for something that we can experience in here and today. But the problem is that a lot of Christians forget the value or don't even know the reality and the depth of God's love. So the first question I would like to answer today is how can we be sure of his love for us? And the answer is found in Romans 5 verse 8. I'm reading from English Standard Version. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So if you ever feel like you're not worthy or if you know someone who is not worthy, actually this um, feeling is, is quite late to come into our hearts because Christ already died for us. It's a historical fact that even some non-believers admit that Christ died on the cross. If my mom makes me a dinner and she's out of her willing heart, prepares something nice to bless me. And then I come, I, I smell the food, I look forward to tasting it, but in my heart I don't feel like I deserve it. Maybe I wasn't kind to her, maybe I did something wrong that makes me feel that I don't deserve it. And then as I enter the kitchen and I see the soup and all the other foods that she prepared, Instead of accepting the gift with joy, I say, no, mom, I'm not, I don't really deserve this. I, I'm not going to take it. But the problem is that my mom already decided in her heart to bless me. It's already a done deal in her heart. She wasn't questioning if I deserve it or not. She wanted to bless me. And accepting the gift, I believe, with joy blesses the giver so much more rather than rejection or or saying no it's too big it's it's too much I, I don't deserve it I don't need it so it's the same with God Christ already died for us this is the sure sign of his love for us this is the way he demonstrated his love just like it says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son it's already done uh, even before we were born, before, <laughs> before we even thought we could be unworthy, He already did, did show His love. So we can be sure of that because Christ died for us. We can be sure of God's love for us. The second question I would like to answer then, how much does God love us? Maybe we can accept that He loves us, but we are not willing to admit that he loves us much maybe just a little bit and and that's enough and that's okay and that's how much i deserve it but let's look at john chapter 15 
John chapter 15 verse 9 As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. As we can see, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. So Father's love for Jesus equals Jesus' love for us. And later in the following chapters, it also shows that the Father's love for us is all also the same because they are in unity. So how much does God love us? It's the same measure as He loves Jesus. And we also have His righteousness. We have all the things through His sacrifice. So God does not love us a little bit. He loves us as much as He loves Jesus. And we desperately need His love even if we don't feel it, even if you meet people uh, that say, no, I don't need God's love. How do I know everyone desperately needs it? It's because everyone who experiences God's love, their lives are radically changed. They're lit up on fire to serve Him and and they, they cannot forget that experience. So everyone who experiences God's love is radically changed because we are created for it. And now I would like to speak about the effects that God's love have, has for us. So point number one, the, the way God's love affects us, is that God's love will light up your love for Him. Let's turn to 1 John 4.19. And it says, we love because he first loved us. We all know that it's good to love God. We, have, we know the commands and we know that we are kind of required to do it. But you cannot make yourself love someone by commanding. It's impossible to push yourself into a position where you love someone. You, you'll be just pre- pretending it's happening. But the way we fall in love with God, if it's correct to say, is that is by understanding His love for us. We love because He first loved us. And as we meditate on His love for us, we automatically start to love Him back. And this is the way He intended it to be. Also, it's very easy to test it. If you... When you have time, just meditate on His love and see how your heart is changing towards Him. So point number one, God's love will light up your love for Him. Point number two is that God's love will satisfy and give you contentment. And for this point, let's go to Philippians 4. Philippians 4. 10 to 13. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. 
in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So this verse 13 is usually taken out of the context. But if we read the full portion of the scripture, we can see that Paul can live in plenty and in lack because Christ strengthens him. I would like to also share, based on this scripture, is that no matter the circumstances in life, his love doesn't change. Whether you are in plenty or in lack, if you're experiencing good or experiencing something that you don't really like, his love doesn't change. You don't need to judge God's love based on your life experiences, but based on his word. And in Romans 5.8, he said that God shows his love through the Christ, through Christ's death on the cross, not through the circumstances of life. Another truth we can see in this scripture in Philippians is that Paul was a man of God and he also experienced lack. So if you're experiencing lack or something you don't um, see that things are not the way you think they should go, it doesn't mean there's something wrong from God's side or that his love is no longer for you. And as I said, don't let your circumstances define his love, but the word of God. Also, it's good to notice that Paul said, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger. Sometimes when we experience plenty, we forget God and we don't see him. We rely more on the plenty instead of him. We become strong because of the plenty, but not because of God's love. But when we struggle, we start to to look for God because we need help. So it's also good to notice that no matter if it's plenty or hunger, we still can be strengthened by God's love. And this is the number point, that His love will satisfy and give you contentment. Then number three, God's love will give you the right perspective from which you can serve. And the scripture I want to go to is in Ephesians 5. Verses 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So, we are called to be imitators of God. We also know that from 1 John that God is love. So we have to be imitators of love. But we don't come, we don't become imitators of love just as we are. We become imitators of love from the place of being His beloved children, of being beloved. As we experience God's love, as we know God's love personally, then we are able to show that same love 
to imitate that love to others. Someone said that, as God the Father said to Jesus that I am pleased in you before he did any miracle, any good work, that his identity was based on not what he did, but based on who he was. Uh, I heard someone say that serve not out of pressure, but out of his pleasure of you. So we are called to serve not out of pressure that we need to imitate God because it's a command, but out of his pleasure of who we are in him, that we are beloved. We get to imitate God based on who we are. So this is the point number three, that his love will give you the right perspective from which you can serve, where you're no longer obliged to serve, but because you know you're loved and you know the love, you get to love others. And it's it becomes a privilege. Point number four, how God's love in, affects our lives, is that God's love will strengthen your endurance in the faith. I don't have a scripture for this one, but I have a story. Once I did, well, I didn't do it once, but <laughs> I did an outreach. I was doing a survey on the streets and I was alone. Uh, and I, as I finished it up and I was approaching my bike, to go home, I was approached by two Muslims and they asked me to join them at their coffee table. And I felt in my heart like that's something I should do. I shouldn't be afraid. So I did and they started to convince me um, that my faith is not correct. And one of them looked into my eyes intently and asked, do you really believe that Jesus is God? And I didn't, I didn't think about all the logical reasons or anything. I knew he is God. And even though I know all the arguments and, and all the reasons, I, I answered yes. And only later in the day God showed me in my heart that I answered yes because I experienced his love for me. And I wouldn't um, question who he is because of my experience of his love for me. Also, another thing that I feel like it's good to mention is that you might hear a lot of um, people emphasizing the end times and all the bad things that will happen. And I do believe that if we preach all the things that might happen that all the all the things that will go wrong or can go wrong but if we're not preaching god's love we're not strengthening people um, the endurance of faith is not going to become stronger if we are in fear but it will go stronger if we know that we are loved because when we are not we know that we're loved by god we know that there is something no one can take it away. And there's something that's more valuable, more real than anything we can face in this life. Even if it comes down to suffering for, for the faith. So I, I personally believe that God's love will strengthen and prepare us for anything that's coming. And even if nothing is coming soon, 
um, we're still going to be stronger than focusing on the things we we are afraid of. So point number four, his love will strengthen your endurance in the faith. Point number five, God's love will provide a stable relationship with him. And for this, let's turn to 1 John 3, verses 1 and 2. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did, it, it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we shall see Him as He is. We are not just God's servants. We serve because, because we are called to serve. We are not just God's friends. Even Jesus said, um, I don't call you slaves, but, but my friends, because I have told you everything I heard from the Father. Yes, we are His friends, but above all of these things, we are God's children. And that is who we are now like John just explained it but it didn't appear it it has not yet appeared what we will be because when Jesus appears we shall see him as he is and we shall be like him so that speaks of a process that we're still going through and it should also release your heart from ex an expectation to be perfect immediately. Because we are God's children, we get to approach God and receive His love and allow His love to change us into, into the reality of who we are in Christ, in Him. And to wash away all the things <clears throat> that don't look like Him. That, um, yeah, that that not yet look like him. And also verse 3 says that everyone who does hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. So as we hope to be like Jesus, as we draw from God's love, as we are honestly and sincerely seeking him and allowing his love to change us, we purify ourselves. And as you pray, I would like to encourage that you don't have to be pretending to be better than you are. You can be completely vulnerable with God. You can com be completely honest and open when you speak to Him. You can say, Father, this really doesn't, I really don't like this, but I want to see better things. I, I failed in this area, but I want to do better. Uh, and things like that. You don't have to pretend to be better than you are because God knows you better than you know yourself and because we are his children and not his children but not only his children but also beloved ones there is acceptance and safety in his love we don't need to fear rejection but it's a place where we can allow his grace to change us into who we are supposed to be
Let me summarize. We can be sure of God's love because Christ has died for us. As it says in Romans 5, 8. And how much does God love us? From John 15, verse 9, we can see that fathers, the Father's love for Jesus is the same measure that Jesus has love for us. Is the, is the same amount of love that Jesus has for us. And God's love has an incredible effect on our lives. And I shared five points on this. So, number one is that God's love will light up your love for Him. Number two, His love will satisfy and give you contentment. Number three, His love will give you the right perspective from which you can serve. And num number four, His love will strengthen your endurance in the faith. And number five, God's love will provide a stable relationship with Him. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for your love, that it is real, that it is something that we can experience here and today. And if there is someone who hasn't accepted you, who hasn't accepted this love, I pray that you would show yourself, that you would reveal your love for every person. And thank you that this love can change every life. And that it continues to change our lives as we get to know your love. And thank you, Father, that we don't have to doubt if you love us or not. That it's a done deal that in your heart is already settled down. And we don't have to be afraid or doubt. And we can be sure that your love is as big as your love for Jesus, your perfect son. Thank you, Father, that your love has such an incredible impact in our lives that we can rely on you, that we can be changed, that we can walk with you and, and be transformed into the people that you created us to be. Thank you, Father, that you will expose every lie, every, um, every boundary, every chain that holds us back to, from receiving the fullness of who you are for us the fullness of what you have done on the cross and that we will be able to accept the fullness of the gift that you have given us and thank you that this will change us and continue will continue to change us every day thank you father I pray that in jesus name amen you can find more of our free teachings on our website www.gracelife.co And if you're ever in the Duras area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website www.gracelife.co